0: Welcome to Where Brains Meet Beauty, hosted by Jody Katz, founder and creative director of Base Beauty Creative Agency. Hey, everybody. It's Jody Katz, your host of Where Brains Meet Beauty podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in today. This week's episode features Sasha Plavsik. She's the founder of Ilya Beauty. And if you missed last week's episode, it featured Amy Carra, She's the senior director of brand innovation at Delight Beauty. I hope you enjoy the shows. Hey, everybody. I'm very excited to be sitting with Sasha Plavsik. She is the founder of Ilya Beauty. Welcome to Where Brains Meet Beauty. Thank you for having me. So um, right before we closed the door to the podcast room, Natalie on my team ran into the room and was like totally fangirling. Girl fangirling? Girl fanning? girl fangirling. fangirling. Fangirling over you and your products. And that never happens and I, I got shy. Does it really never happen?
1: No. I think like sometimes people, I'll see somebody and maybe they know somebody from somebody. But yeah, it doesn't happen too often. And when it does, I, I always think it's, it's nice, but it's also weird because I just think I'm just a normal person
0: making well, product. That's the thing. Like you're a normal person who like makes her day, right? When she puts on that product she, and she, I mean, she's been in the beauty industry forever. She's been exposed to thousands of product, and that she loves yours so much that she can't wait to tell you.
1: I think, and in, in, I mean, in my response to all that is like when somebody comes up to me, or we get a customer email, or yesterday when we launched our new product, somebody put a comment up of, this is for everybody, and it really is, and I told my mom about it, and people need to know about you. You guys are so good, and those are the ones that really, they make me happy. Because it's it, it, through all the ups and downs of it, it just really makes it worth it when somebody says that to you from the heart.
0: Yeah, it's so sweet, right? Um, I mean she was really she's really a fan I can tell. I have never seen Natalie that excited. It was like she was seeing like the Beatles. So that's really cool. <laughs> so my first question that we're gonna start with, I, I know part of the answer already because Morgan and my team is at your event this morning. I always ask how will you spend your day today because I just love minutia like I'm obsessed with minutia. So I know that this morning you hosted a breakfast for um, editors. Is that right? Yeah. Today we had a press breakfast for editors
1: for the launch of our Super super Serum Skin Tint SPF
0: 40. Say it fast five times. Wait, tell me again. Super Serum Skin Tint SPF 40. Super Serum Skin Tint SPF 40. I want to try it one more time without (laughs) giggling? Do it again. Super Serum Skin Tint SPF 40. Super serum skin tint SPF 40. You can totally have your fans try to do this as a tongue twister.
1: I know. Well, with by law on the packaging, we have to say broad spectrum <laughs> sunscreen, so I won't throw that one in.
0: Yeah, but... it's more fun to do all the S's. Yeah, the alliteration's awesome. Yeah. Okay, so um, this morning you hosted how many people? Oh, I think there was probably about twenty five of us. And is um, are you speaking in front of these people, or someone speaking on your behalf?
1: I was speaking in front of them, but not for too long because that can get boring. So I want to keep people interested, but I told them a little bit about the history and that we've been around for a decade, which is shocking at times. I really have to remind myself that it's almost been a decade. It's nine years this year and that we went through a rebrand this week, which means it was emotional because I had to let go of something that I created, you know, when it launched and it's a complete turnover visually for the brand, which I'm really happy about, but it is a change. And then we launched a product that's probably by far the most challenging product I've ever worked on, not just for me, but for everybody on my team. So it was a big week. So your team birthed
0: a new brand, Look and Feel?
1: Yes. Well, we actually, we worked in conjunction with a branding agency, uh, and this was roughly about a year ago. I had my second baby, and I had like this moment where I just realized I really want to make a change. I'm tired of the way the brand looks. And it has been around for nine years. And actually, in fairness, I designed it almost 10 years ago. And it's like when you look at maybe a coat you've had for 10 years, you maybe don't want it anymore because it's not in style. (laughs) So I felt that the brand and the logo were calling to a previous decade and that for this decade, it needed to be modernized and updated. And that the packaging was like when you start with one product, it's, easy and you can nail the color for the packaging. But when you start working with different vendors and we were doing that metallization, sometimes the color came out a little green. Sometimes it came out a little gold. And metallization in general is just not great for the environment. So one step at a time towards sustainability. Let's see how we can simplify that.
0: And um, you use. You expressed that this was a challenging shift, an um, emotional shift. Um, did it feel like saying goodbye to an old friend? I think so. It was actually, it was my birthday on Sunday, my 41st. Happy birthday. Thank you.
1: That was also maybe its own emotional wave. <laughs> but I was bawling on the front phone to my business partner. And I think it was just this major release of so many things that we've wanted for so long. Uh, that have come into play. And the brand really did take its time to build. I don't think that the consumer was ready for clean beauty. And we were much even more organic before. And the customer and the consumer are in a much different place today. And there was a slow build. And it felt like in the last week it's finally come to the top. So it was, it's, with that comes a lot of emotion.
0: So with those tiers with your business partner, is it, Tears of oh my god! I'm so glad that like we we saw this through. Is it like I can't believe we made this happen? Is it mourning for the past? Like what wh- what do you think they're rooted in?
1: It's it's weird. There's like a there was sadness I think in mourning. Um, there was fear in how much we're actually dealing with on a day to day basis and how much we're growing and how much we're handling. And yesterday when we launched, there was definitely happiness. And fear for our social media manager with how many comments we had on Instagram. We actually all kind of had to get in. There was several of us in there to be able to answer. Or even today, I think there's like 700 comments on one of the posts and 500 on the other. So it was really busy, but fear is definitely, um, it's something I feel like most of us are constantly faced with. And you have to check yourself when that happens and make a decision on what you want to do with it. And that that was one of those moments this weekend.
0: So um, after you have the emotional release, what did you decide in your head of what to do with that? I decided to feel good about it. <laughs> I, I physically felt tired. And
1: I do think it's been a build for this rebrand. It started last March. And it's been, you know, pedal to the metal because you have to order many of these things in June in order to have them in stock at this time of year. So we had to turn it around fast and and be okay with where it was going. And then messaging-wise, we've always had it, but we haven't faced it forward in the way that I've wanted. So to bring all that out and really say who we are and what we do and that we're here to protect and revive your skin, it's it really is the nature of the brand, and it feels amazing to have that come out
0: with more clarity. This idea of like re envisioning the messaging, Um, I I get challenged by that with my agency because I feel like once we we like go through the process and we like get it out there, then like a minute later it's time to do it again. Right, the business changes so quickly, the industry changes so quickly, and what our customer is looking for keeps evolving with the marketplace. So um, just when I get the moment where I want to like relax, you know, and just ride and post, yeah, it's time to do it all over again. It's really amazing. And you'll find that with the brand too. Yeah. you
1: know, Well, the packaging, we can't do that. We have to stick with it now that we've done it. But the messaging. No, but the messaging
0: and like, you know, honing in on like the questions people are asking and the um, confusion that they have, right? There's always an opportunity to tell your story with more clarity and with more depth and like, that to me is the pace of the business that is the most challenging.
1: Yeah, no, it definitely is. And to be clear, I actually I like to, so to speak, move around in the messaging and we do have the tagline on, on our Insta that says skincare powered makeup. And in three words, if nobody knew what I did and they said, What do you do? I make skincare powered makeup. It gives a pretty decent picture, but there's so much more to it. You know, we have another tagline that's skin centric beauty, meaning that pretty much everything we also do focuses on the skin as a starting point. Wake up, skin, makeup, the rest. It kind of keeps going on, but all of those bits and pieces are what I want for the brand and who we are, what we do, and then what the customer should be experiencing. So I'm hoping that it, you know, that it starts to resonate and that there's better clarity there, because there is so many people in this space now, and I think makeup and skincare are really merging as a category. We can see it happening. Uh, our point of difference there is definitely with SPF, and and the skincare actives that we include in our
0: products. So um I wanna dive deep into you because when I had an intake call with you last week, um I had a free therapy session out of it. It was so amazing. You're so calm and it was mom therapy. <laughs> Speaking of which the phone just rang in the room and it was the um, elementary school. So great, the nurse's office. Oh my <laughs>
1: god, I'm worried. Do you feel like you need to call no, me back? I, I you know can take a break. No, I
0: know what it is. Okay, okay, <laughs> okay. Um I know what the complaint is. Oh, complaint. Well, you know, like um I I I know what my daughter is struggling with. It's okay. not an emergency, okay. but you know, it's sort of been like a a moan. Right, yeah. An ongoing moan, but yeah. not a crisis. Yeah, the girls, the girls will moan. <laughs> so, um, okay, I um, wait. We want to know what else you're going to do with your day today. So you're with us now. Well, you spoke in front of the press this morning. You're with yeah. us now. What's the rest of your day hold for you
1: today? I think after this, all I have is a Sephora training. So I actually don't even know, but I'm be- I believe I'm going in store for two hours. I'm going to be training their cast. Oh, fun! And talking to them about the product, getting in front of them and in front of customers, which is another place that I love to go and. Running a business, I think as founders, if you have a product and you're selling it, you don't spend a lot of time there. And it's a pretty important place to be because that's where the magic happens. So, yeah, we're doing a couple of those. So there's one in Soho, one in Union Square, um, and one more somewhere else, as well as Credo Beauty later this week.
0: I mean, the if you don't have your own stores, the third-party retailers are your boots on the ground, right? Like you um... – They're the ones who are either know where your products are in the store when people ask for them or know what the favorites or the top-selling ones or the best ones are for them, right? Like if you don't get to them, then, you know, what's the point of everything you're doing?
1: You have to. And in the beauty industry specifically, you have to have a good field team, meaning your boot's on the ground, and those people are there to tell people that you exist, tell them what you're about, and ideally attract new customers to the brand.
0: There's been so many times we've done research for clients and we walk into a retailer and we say, where is XYZ? And the staff is like, I don't know, never heard of it. What a miss, right? Product yeah. sitting on the shelf somewhere in that store, and the staff doesn't know it's there.
1: Yeah. And I'd, I'd actually say that's common. And for us, we're still, in my eyes, an unknown brand. And one of the big points in this category in general for more indie brands is to get that brand awareness. So being there physically talking to people, not just digitally through Instagram, uh, being more visually present,
0: but marketing efforts and everything, that's a big initiative for us this year. So let's talk about you. Um, you told me you came from a normalish background. What, what does that mean?
1: Uh, my parents didn't get divorced. <laughs> maybe I, maybe it's the other way around. No, I um, I think you know I I was raised in a a nice sleepy community uh, outside of Vancouver, outside of the city of Vancouver. And um, my dad was an architect. My mom stayed home, um, and I was very lucky to have that growing up. She took amazing care of us and. I was on the swim team and I went to public high school and I had great friends and we would spend our summers in the ocean down by the beach where we grew up. It was really gorgeous and nature up in Canada is so beautiful. I mean, you're surrounded by these, especially in the summer, these really vivid colors, uh, blue sky, lots of trees, tons of fresh air.
0: It was a beautiful childhood. And um, you... You were looking at science or math as a field. Is that right? Yeah.
1: So in Vancouver, there is also a large Asian population and extremely studious, very hardworking. And it was pushed in our school that, you know, these are the two areas that you should be focusing on is this is where the future is. And it was extremely challenging because there were many intelligent people um, in our class that pushed us. And so I felt like... If I wanted to—I was told and trained that I wanted to get a job, I had to excel in these two areas. And creativity or anything else around that was not really important. Social studies, you know, was—and English literature were kind of just add-ons. So, yeah, I was trained to think that science and math were the way to go. Um, but where did your heart want to be? In photography, probably like most people back in the late 90s, you know, when, when you would still develop photos in the photo studio and hang out in the dark room with friends. And that's where I spent the last couple years. I was more in the design side. We were just learning graphic design on, I don't even think they had IMAX back then, but there was some graphic design, and I loved it. I loved to be able to think creatively and be in my own space.
0: So um, what did a career look like for you in your daydream back then?
1: I thought that when I realized math and science wasn't going to be it, I thought that, well, When I told my parents I wanted to be a photographer, my dad, who is an artist, an architect is really an artist in many ways, he was freaked out. He's like, no way. He's like, if you're gonna support yourself, you're not gonna be able to do that. I think there's like, and maybe it's in Canada, there is more of a fear of going out and doing something that may be off the cuff and could potentially not succeed. One thing I love about the United States is that I feel that if you have an idea, people get behind it and they support the underdog. And they want you to go for it and win. And that's something in this country that has – which is actually is what brought
0: me down here. So um, you told me that you had um, worked at a branding firm, got a job with Urban Decay, but then left it because you were feeling lost.
1: I was feeling lost. So I worked in branding and I did creative direction. I specifically worked with a lot of founders in between them and usually – whatever series company had come in as an investor to liaise between the two and help steer things in a new direction. And I was briefly with Urban Decay and I came on as a freelancer. They offered me an opportunity there. Um, it was a great place to work. They were growing so fast and the office was really fun. But personally, I was in a tough spot. I'd been with somebody for 10 years and he wanted to get married. He got married and he half proposed with a necklace with two diamonds in it, which was maybe his way of saying, I'm not sure if you're going to say yes, so I'm going to start here. But something just didn't feel right. And he was, he's the sweetest guy. I still love him so much. He was my first love, but I just felt that something was off. And but I, he knew too, because he didn't go full throttle. I think he knew that something was off with me. Um and we'd, we'd actually, I'd lived in London, and he'd lived in Toronto. So we'd had a couple years apart together, apart together. And in the end, we were really trying to make it work in Southern California. He got a job there, and we moved there. But I knew after a year of living together, and it was a picture-perfect year. We had a really cool mid-century house on a street called Top of the World Drive. Really? <laughs> in, in <laughs> Top Laguna. Of the world. Yeah, in Laguna Beach. It was gorgeous. But I decided to blow it all up leave the job opportunity and return to Vancouver to where my parents were still living. I hadn't been home since I was really 18 and start over or start with something. And that kind of meant starting with nothing.
0: So um, what what did loss mean to you at that time? It was painful.
1: I, I think I was just really curious to be free and explore. Uh, I wanted to go traveling. I wanted to see and do new things. And The loss at the time, I was younger. I think I was 27, 28 when it happened in that Saturn return that I talked to you about the other day, and I really shook it up without realizing what the consequences would be, and there was consequences. It was really painful. Anybody who's been through a breakup when you're with somebody for a long time, it is not easy, and it actually took me five years to move on from that. I didn't realize how much it would haunt me, but it haunted me. And can you tell us about what Saturn return means? The Saturn return is when the planets and the stars, this is so West Coast, (laughs) the planets and the stars are in the exact alignment they were when you were born. So they say that that happens every 28 years. So a lot of the time around your 28th birthday, if you go back and think of what happened in your life, there could be a moment where you decided to make a change. I also just think naturally it's when we start to grow up and realize that we don't have to please everybody else around us and we want to please ourselves and make decisions for ourselves on what we want to do as opposed to what we think people want us to do. And that was that moment.
0: So do you think that the healing to get over the breakup that took five years is also your pathway to actually figuring out what you want to do and how to please yourself? Totally. It was it was being completely selfish. And I had the luxury of
1: time and being single and being roughly 30 to think about what I wanted to do. I could go on the internet and research ideas. I could go hang out with friends. I could go travel. I could work and make some money on the side. There was all there was all this freedom in front of me. And uh, I was curious. You know, I was curious about things around me. And that's when I became more curious about what was in my products. And I downloaded a PDF on how to make lipstick. And then it was just one step in front of the other.
0: That's so cool. So um, I have this idea of the way that um, I spend my time during the day. And this is as of a few years ago, not my whole life, but um, I feel like my biggest job during the day is working on myself. So work is a conduit to that. Being a mom is a conduit to that. Same with being a friend or a wife or whatever. Um, But like the the number one job I have is actually like my own growth or healing or um, feeling serene or at peace, right, in the world, and then there's the job, and there's the other job, and there's a podcast, but the the main job is me in my headspace, um, which is sort of it's when you're talking about this like sort of five year um path to to growth and healing, it reminds me of the way that I think about my days,
1: yeah, absolutely. I think um every day we're trying to balance the word balance is so big right now, and there's tons of yoga and different meditation classes, and people are trying to find space. They're trying to find space to think, and it's getting harder and harder to do that. If we even think about how much social media has changed in the last five, six years, it's insane. If you really start, like, we didn't even, we didn't have Instagram several Mm -hmm. years ago. Stories has only existed for the last few Um, But absolutely, finding your own space every day, I would say it's about 5% if I want to be in reality for myself, but having that 5% of time is super important with how much we're expected to balance and juggle these days.
0: Well, when we talked last week, I was having just sort of this like, what. WTF kind of moment, sorry, a WTF kind of moment about like the pace of the business and running my business. And um, you painted a picture for me that was really so impactful. I went home and told my husband about it. And I told a few other people about it. And it um, was about a seesaw, although you called it a teeter-totter. Yeah. That um, might be a Canadianism. It might be. Or maybe I'm just Jersey and we call it a seesaw. seesaw. I don't know. But um, why don't you tell me about what what your seesaw visualization is and I can tell you how it impacted me.
1: Absolutely. So I think the word balance is something that you don't get to. It's something that you can hold for a minute. The same if you've done meditation. There's a feeling that you can enter in meditation where you just feel this moment of clarity and everything is just as it should be. I believe that's the same in in feeling balance within yourself. And it's important to know that you shouldn't be hard on yourself if you feel like you're going to knock out of balance, because you will. Because being on a seesaw and balancing means that you're going up and down, left and right, and eventually one's going to take more weight. And just know that you can balance that back up again. That's what balance really is. So for people to think, I I need to always be balanced, that's going to be really Challenging, and you're going to be really hard on yourself to get there. And we have to know that if we can strive towards it, um, that's what matters. And for me, I try to do that a little bit in the morning with five minutes to myself before I'm with my kids if I can, and at night. Because if I'm in a little bit more balance, then I can actually face the day or even face if there's screaming or crying in the morning from a more centered place where it doesn't emotionally affect me in the same way.
0: So um, the seesaw was just such a strong, powerful um, image in my mind because what I learned from you in that moment when I really needed it was that um, my five-minute meditation app that Mm -hmm. I do, and usually my daughter lies in bed with me and we do it together, even though like I... Can I really clear my thoughts? No, but I like I hear the music and it's sort of a ritual now. It feels good. So that those five minutes are the moment of balance on the seesaw. And then the rest of the day is up, down, sideways, right? It's like up and down, flip, flipping yeah. over, right? Some Jump of the days off. are crazy. But that's just the way the seesaw works. That's just life, right? So I'll get my five minutes, and maybe that's just what I need and yeah. all, all that I should expect in terms of this idea of balance and that the every the up and the down is just the normal way, the normal mechanics and the physics of life. It's totally normal. And there's so much up and down and back and
1: forward and left and right and going in circles because we are doing so much. And women, I think in general, should you choose to have a career or even kids or without kids, there's just so much happening and so much to be done. Uh, you need to have a moment to realize like, it's okay. And slow down. You know, take turn off the phone at night if you can, or just step away from it. Like, where can we enjoy those little moments and be present? And I know you hear so many people say that, but I just turned 41 again, and I really, really realize it. It's those little moments that uh, we'll remember. It's even from when you're a kid, don't you feel like you remember some moments yes. really clearly more than big events?
0: Right. When I hear music from the 80s, I'm like, day camp, I think of camp. I totally. think of cheer and all these things. And um so this seesaw, because I'm obsessed with this idea, like I think the day I talked to you on the phone, I was the person on the Seesaw where like the other kid was on the ground and wouldn't let me go down. I was high up in the air and I was like like wagging my legs, like let me down, let me down. I don't want to be up here anymore. And it's like starting to freak out. Right. So that's the day I was having and just to know that like, okay, tonight or tomorrow morning I'll get back to balance for a little while. And then, you know, some other routine happens at the seesaw it just was so comforting to me really really like you left such a strong impression and like my way to uh, mental health my my pathway to mental health i'm so grateful for it
1: oh no you're welcome i mean i i think at the end of the day it's totally a part of all of us and we're really hard on ourselves we got to back off and say that it's going to be we have to know it's going to be okay Yeah. It's
0: it's hard to learn this though. Like if you don't grow up in a family that's talking, I mean, what families were talking about this? You know, very few when I was growing up. Um, So I don't, I didn't walk into this entrepreneurial life with a toolbox for um, sanity, you know, or like how to find serenity. Right. I, I knew about like what I see on TVs and books and movies, but um, you know, we're just, also people weren't open. They wouldn't talk about their feelings, right? So this is a new frontier for a lot of people. We need to lean on each other.
1: Yeah, because a lot of us feel the same things, and maybe people don't want to say it, or they think it's going to look bad, give a bad impression, but we're all human.
0: Which is the whole point of this show. Yeah. To humanize this business. I'm (laughs) glad that we're doing it. So I want to go to um, something in the business that I thought was so fun to talk about, which is the day that Sephora called.
1: (laughs) day that Sephora called. There was irony to that because I think I had just got my visa and landed in the U.S. And I remember when she called and said, I really love what you're doing. I think it's really unique. I would love to stay in touch with you. And I said, I would love to stay in touch with you, too. Thank you so much for calling. I was totally flattered, but I also knew in the back of my mind there was no way I could go to that galaxy, because Sephora is its own galaxy of when you get on the train, if you do it right, the train's going to pick up speed, and you can't have one person on that train. Maybe you can't have actually even a few people on that train, and then then the train needs fuel, which is capital. So it took several years. It was actually called in 2012, and then we launched with one SKU in 2016. And so there was a big gap, of which I had those four years to play with formulas figure out that some of the really organic ones didn't work and didn't perform. And that's when I started introducing a hybrid of safe synthetics and combining that with actives of skincare to see if I could create something in between. And it's kind of what Clean became.
0: So do you remember... um like what you were wearing that day when they called first or like what music was playing or what room you were in? I So I didn't even,
1: I had an apartment in LA, but I hadn't even gone to it yet. I think, did I drive down? I may have driven down and my folks were renting a little casita in Palm Springs or Palm Desert. So I remember I was looking out on the back lawn onto a golf course where there was a lot of retired people playing golf. And I remember the light was coming down. And I remember the warmth of the sun because it was the winter and I was coming from Canada. And
0: yeah, I remember all that. That's so cool. So um, how did you take that phone call and then four years later turn it into business?
1: We just stayed in touch. And it's interesting, you know, the merchant that we worked with there, she's a little younger than me. Rough, we're roughly in the same, same age group. And I think we both knew that the consumer wasn't ready for this category. And in fairness to the category, I was figuring out how to make what I was making. And there I wasn't in a category because I had always used certain synthetics. So I wasn't totally natural. I wasn't totally organic. And clean hadn't really started yet. So there wasn't a strong foothold for it. And now there is. And we saw skincare happen and then hair. And her and I knew this. And color has is last to the party. But it's definitely arriving with a bang this
0: year. So, um... You just strike me as someone who feels or exudes calm and nurturing. And um, how does your Sasha-ness come through in, like, the business when you have employees? Like, um, can, can you— Yeah. Can, can they Not soak calm. up some of this Sasha stuff? <laughs> sometimes. I
1: think kindness goes a long way. Um, and it, sometimes it wasn't kind. My brother and I worked together for, for several years, and he's still involved in the company but is taking a little bit of— His own time right now, which I'm super proud of him for doing as he he contributed a lot and you get burned out when you work really hard. So he's taking some time out, but we would fight at times and... Like
0: fight like brother and sister yelling at each other?
1: Major sibling stuff. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You already said this. I said that. It's like It's almost you want to take that away, but we just have always been like that. But that's
0: rooted in who does mom love more? You know, that's... Oh yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. He was the baby boy. So... (laughs) I'll leave it at that, but um, it was it, it, it could be comical. And we came from an Eastern European family, Serbian background, so things were voiced. So you were loudly. yelling at each other in front of your team? No, we decided to try and go outside to do that okay. when it had to happen. We would just, there'd be a you know little eye contact, like, let's take it outside. <laughs> so we, we tried to be courteous at that point. But with the rest of the team, I really like to make sure that people are supported. And with the growth that we've been having— You know, I really think that no matter what stage you're at, you have to be able to roll up your sleeves and get in there. Even yesterday, the CEO and I were on Instagram answering questions because social media was overwhelmed, and we realized we need another person.
0: All of these questions were because of the product launching? Yeah. Wow.
1: Yeah, there was a lot of questions, and you want to be able to get to them. And we had customer service and social media in there, but it wasn't enough. So, okay, let's roll up our sleeves and get in there. And if somebody is having an issue on our team— I feel like most of the team's pretty open and they'll come to me and we'll figure out what we can do to fix it. And we don't have a high turnover at this point on the company. And I'm proud of that uh, just because I think that we're doing our best to build a team. It's really a team at the end of the day. I can't do what I do without all these people around me. There's no way that would happen. And each of them play a vital role in each step forward for the company, especially today.
0: Well, Sasha, I'm I adore you. Um, <laughs> I love our therapy the therapy session that I've benefited from twice now. And now I have your phone number. So I might be calling again anytime, any hour <laughs> when I'm swinging my feet saying, Let me down. I wanna get down. Seesaw's nuts. Nuts. Um well thank you for sharing your wisdom with me and all of our listeners. Thank today. you for
1: having me today.
0: And for our listeners, I hope you enjoyed this interview with Sasha. Please subscribe to our series on iTunes. And for updates about the show, follow us on Instagram at Where Brains Meet Beauty Podcast. Thanks for listening to Where Brains Meet Beauty with Jody Katz. Tune in again for more authentic conversations with beauty leaders.